Right, three, two, one, and we are recording. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Welcome everybody to our episode eight of Logging On with Joe and Alex. I am Jeremy. I am Alex. We've uh, switched voices this week. So I'm going to be very positive and Joe has to uh, balance me out, yin and yang, and be uh, the negative side. So this week we are going to be talking about <laughs> your first week in village. So this is everything from driving out from the uh, training centre to organising your first action day and all of the adjustment that you'll have in that first week. Sounds like an exciting half hour we've got ahead of us. Indeed, I have set the timer. So, uh, <laughs> what were your recollections of the drive out? Um, so we went straight from Annabellus, didn't we? We we got in our separate uh, separate minibuses, mm-hmm. said goodbye to everyone. Very sad, very emotional. But then it was like, here we go into the new, the new stage the real thing if you like yeah um, so it was surprisingly cold that morning we'd got up very early and i guess it was like a clear sky at night so all the heat just went off so i remember getting into the uh minibus absolutely freezing because i knew it was going to get boiling within a few hours uh, once the sun rose yeah so yeah uh drove into morogoro the like main city yeah. center I think we stopped off yeah. for some reason, but like no one got out. So Did we, dr- we stop at every village just so we could sort of wave people off? Well, I think we were going in convoy for quite a few of the uh, different projects. So okay. I think we just stopped because the roads were narrow, etc. Plus, I don't know, right. let you stretch your feet. Stretch your feet? Mm. Stretch your legs. Legs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was that awkward thing of saying goodbye to everybody, and then you're all going the exact same way. <laughs> uh, classic, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, we, we stopped off at um, Maragora to get some lunch or something. I don't think we did. I think we just stopped in a car park for like two minutes and then set off again. Oh. We stopped off at Morogoro on the way back, but uh, yeah, we didn't stop properly till. Uh, and I've got it up here. It's called Tiriani. Tiriani. Yeah. <laughs> and all, all, all the other, um, all the other groups were there as well. Were they? Uh, I think yeah. I I seem to remember talking to uh, Issy. Um, uh, not. Not Quadoli, is not, it? Not the Quadoli, is he? Okay. Other is he from... Oh, Tanzanian, uh, is he? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, Echo 4, is oh. he? We've got so many. Only three. <laughs> so, I remember saying goodbye to Tom's group. Anybody else? Not really. We were fairly lucky. I think we were about three hours away. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Something like that. Not not far. Whereas, uh, which one was it? 
Manners group, they were like a seven hour journey or something. It was so much that they had to drive, stop off at a hotel. And... Oh, yeah. That, that, yeah, they were, weren't they? Echo 5 and 6, I think. Echo 1, 2, 3 and 4 were relatively close. They were in the Envermero region. Oh. Uh, and the other two, if I'm getting this right, ventured out a little bit further. I've, uh, I've just looked it up. It was 97 kilometres and supposedly would take two hours, but it took much longer than two hours. So, yeah, Google needs to update their settings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we left I mean, at it... six o'clock in the morning and we didn't get there till about two. It was well past lunch. Yeah, it was, yeah. Dropped off at Tiriani. Tip for people uh, going ahead. This was the last time that you could buy kind of goods and stuff, apart from the very small village shops. And uh, Jill bought a jar of Nutella. That is a good shout. I wish I had the funds to do the same thing. But as you heard back in episode three or whenever, no, probably episode oh, yeah. five, yeah. I had not transferred my money, so I didn't have the uh, the funds to buy food. So, uh, what was your first thoughts when we actually arrived in? for the first time. I think I was slightly surprised by how spread out the village was. I was expecting the village to be maybe like quite closely packed but you know very well defined like you could kind of stand in the center of it and see one edge of it and see the other edge of it whereas Quadoli it sort of it didn't even look like a village to me it just looked like a few more houses it was sort of like um like a little a little stretch of road. Yeah. And a few little houses on either side. Yeah. Uh and I dunno, I feel like you could see the whole thing from You could, but it's one of those things that when you did a bit of exploring it suddenly started stretching out further and further. Like remember where That's I got true, yeah. where I got my uh trousers made up? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Behind and then the beyond school. there, there were some houses. I remember once mm. secretly walking to them. And then, <laughs> like, uh, remember uh, when we went to uh, the funeral and we kept walking, and that area was Quadoli as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was, wasn't it? And that was, what, so... two miles away, so... So the... First impression of the village we got was just it was the main the main bit of the village, but it was just a, a fraction of the whole place. But oh. it was still a very small village in comparison to some of the others that I heard about. Yeah. Like like other people had to do a lot a lot more walking than we Yes. Did. And I think they had a lot more I know that Scottish Joe. They were the next village along, were they not? Uh, yeah, I believe so. But I uh, too. their village was a lot bigger, like five times the size at least. Mm, and yeah. we were in either the smallest or the second smallest of our seven different uh, projects. We were in... I think it was the smallest of oh, okay. our six different projects. Was it only six? 
There were only six. Oh. There was no Echo 7, That's... as far as I can remember. Oh. It was a long time ago. Uh. <laughs> uh, classic Joe was that catchphrase. So we got there. I think we all went to uh, a place that would later be known as uh, Lunch Mamas. Was that Sufiani's? Uh, no, Sufiani's was where uh, George and Eric and... <coughs> oh, that and, was the uh, shop? Uh, yeah, yeah, Sufiani's was the shop. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, Lunch, lunch Mamas. Lunch was just Lunch Mamas. <laughs> I think they told us this is the place where you'll be having... Was it breakfast and lunch? It was, wasn't it? Breakfast and lunch. Yeah. Um, but not on uh, weekends. No. Or just Sundays, not on Sundays. Uh-huh. So, a beaten-up white Toyota pickup rolled up outside, and in the back were 16 extremely colourful uh, mattresses piled up. These kind of uh, foam ones wrapped in a... Uh, Cellophane. Plastic. Yeah. They didn't think our weak uh, Mazungu bodies could deal with uh, sleeping on. What did other people sleep on? Was it on the bare concrete or did they have like. We kind were of all told to bring a sort of sleeping mat. Yeah. The ones that we, um, we used for exercise. Yes. Yeah, because we were like, we're not sleeping on them. Might as well. Me get some use out of him. <laughs> uh, I would just rephrase that. Uh, we had brought camping mattresses to sleep on because that was part of our uh, itinerary to bring. But as with a lot of things on the itinerary, they also provided these mattresses. So we uh, repurposed the sleeping mattresses as our workout mats. Yes, and uh, well. It was quite good that we did bring them because we did get a fair bit of use out of out of those. Yeah. With your um, <laughs> with your uh, fifty days to thirty days, sorry, to rock hard abs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did 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 you get rock hard abs by the end of it? Uh, I know I didn't. <laughs> I don't think we completed the thirty days, so it'd be unfair to uh, judge it. On... Oh, okay. It's actually depressing Fair that I've enough. never got to the 30 days. But anyway, a story <laughs> for another day that will be in the Apps and Games episode. Oh yeah, look forward to that one. I am. Uh, so yeah, got our mattresses. I was partnered with Alan as my uh, homestay cacker. What? When was that told? Was that on the day or had we known this for um. a while? You know, it's weird because I feel like Godfrey told me like a little bit before that he's he's gonna be my counterpart, and uh-huh. I don't know whether he was just guessing and he just happened to guess right, or whether he had been told but we hadn't. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I didn't find out really until we were sort of led into the the homes together. Uh huh. So yeah. Not too bad. I think Alan and Innocent were the only TZ volunteers that I'd really talked too much. So yeah, again, stuck with Alan was pretty good. And went to the homestay. Uh, mine was really nice. It was like a fairly new brick building with a concrete floor. Uh, uh, yeah. Brand new metal roof. Uh, 
had its own separate shower. It didn't have its own toilet because, or something, I can't, I can't remember how the toilet worked, but basically the toilet that we were using, me and Alan, was the toilet that was used by the village organizers. And I've got to say, it looked uh, exactly, bar the uh, moon cut out, it looked exactly like the toilet out of Shrek. Yes, I remember you making that reference. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you wanted to make a video of you, uh, you bursting out of it in the exact way that Shrek did. Unfortunately, it never happened. Joe was uh, too much of a coward to film me. Are you recording this in, like, a train station or something? Uh, no, I'm, I'm just in my room. Okay. Never mind, I can hear people in the background. Oh, my sister just came in. <laughs> that is, uh, not professional. Yeah, so what about your, your experience of your homestay? Oh, oh my, my, homestay? my homestay mama was, uh, Mama Joseph. Lydia. Lydia, her other, yeah. uh, AKA. Yeah, she was nice, Lydia. Mm -hmm. I feel like everyone, everyone got along with her. Yeah. And my, my homestay family were really nice as well. When I first arrived, um, my homestay Baba, uh, and my mama, who I didn't, my, my Baba and my mama, uh, and the Baba, the father, that is, homestay father, mm. introduced me to uh, all all of his daughters, who were, I would refer to as my homestay sisters. So he was, uh, it was Bahati, Vumi, um, I feel bad, I can't remember them all, but... Don't worry, I'll add it out of the pause. <laughs> How many no, were there? There were about at least five. Uh -huh. And they were all like younger than 12-ish? Mm, Bahati was 16. Oh, okay. She was the oldest. Um, and then there was... Vumi was about... Maybe about 14 or something like that. Maybe maybe just 13. I don't know. Um. And there was, uh, there was one of them who I, who, uh, I've forgotten her name, but, uh, she, she was fun. Um, and she was about 12. Uh-huh. Um, and the rest, the rest I believe were, uh, a lot younger. I think there were two. There was, uh, Javi, that's, that's one. Uh, she was really, she was about six or seven, but she was really mature for her age. Ah. Uh -huh. Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get that in the UK, I don't think. No. People are just so good at, like, well, they do, they do so many chores, the kids. Yeah. Uh, like, they'll clean and they'll carry babies and mm -hmm. do my washing. <laughs> Yeah, you weren't allowed to do your own washing. I was forbidden to do my own washing because I did it so badly that it looked it looked like it hadn't been washed at all. 
after uh, I'd finished. Yeah. Like, I would try, and often I would sort of, not argue, but sort of, like, sort of be like, no, I, I want to do it today. Yeah. Um, I did the same thing. I had two washes that I was allowed to do myself before Lydia just took it off me and said she would do it herself. <laughs> Very embarrassing. I mean, it is nice of them, isn't it? But yeah. <laughs> I did want to have some independence. Yeah, I think maybe if I was doing it again, I'd I'd have a practice in a bathtub or something. Just uh, mm. working out how to like scrub it properly and get stains out the collars or whatever. It, it was very hard. It is insanely hard. We are immensely lucky over here to have washing machines. Yeah, and detergent you'll, you'll never, You'll never take them for granted again after spending a few months in rural Tanzania. Uh, so, this whole time, um, well, I think the next day we got introduced to the school. I... I'm not really sure what happened too much because they, they took us through about three different rooms and then eventually took us to what would be later known as the uh, the teacher's room and that's where we did all the planning and lots of the... Uh, right, yeah. Uh, what would it be called? The uh, classes and stuff. But uh, yeah, we got taken to this uh, teacher's room and... Uh, this became our sort of... Uh... A sort of hideout, didn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. The rally cave. If you like. <laughs> our headquarters. We spent a lot of time in there. Yeah. We made it our own as well, didn't we? We hung up a, a little, um... What do you call them? Like a little... A hanging twig where we would sort of lift ourselves. Up. Like a pull-up bar or whatever. Pull-up bar. Oh, yeah, that, that, that works. That's that's for later, though. I don't think we did that till... Very close Maybe to phase like review. Two, oh, I thought it was further along. I, I honestly can't remember. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. We were then tasked with making... Uh, well, organising our action day. And this was to be uh, a day before the first lesson started, a kind of community event to let everybody know who we were, what we were doing, get people excited for the project and uh, raise awareness of, yeah, like get more people to come along to the actual lessons. Mm. Yeah, we, we, we uh, arranged many exciting activities such as Alex's... Um, business game yeah do you remember that i do remember that and i also remember how it was yeah <laughs> how it was executed in both senses of the word ha 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 we uh we spent a while like coloring up coloring loads of like Pretend money, Mon monopoly money, if you like. Did we did we get a single sheet photocopied at Tiriani by someone? Uh, that sounds familiar. We may have done that. So, uh, but we didn't have the color, so we still had to color the. Yeah. All. Yes. But uh, that was fun. Yeah. Well, if you really like colouring in, uh, Rally is the place to be, <laughs> because... 
there was quite a bit of it in that first week. Uh, so what were the things that were organised? I did my business game, but what other activities were went down at that action day? Uh, Chaser Chicken. Which was? An event in which a chicken is placed in the, in the, in the open space, like the field, mm. and then everyone in the village will try to catch it. Yes. And then once they catch it, they pick it up, preferably upside down, swing it over their shoulder and parade around with it. And that I, is then theirs. You might be able to tell from my tone I was not a fan of that game. I, I couldn't watch by the end of it. it was... Yeah, my parents keep chickens, so I was not a fan. Uh, I think the TZ volunteers said that it would bring a lot more people, so we kind of acquiesced to that. Yeah. Yeah, if, if, that's something I would do differently. I would be more vocal. Well, not more vocal. I would be vocal <laughs> against that because I didn't realise what it was going to be like until until it happened. Yeah. Was that... Uh, is that... Well, not like a classic Tanzanian game, but is that a fairly common thing? Like, we didn't invent well, this as a, a concept, so I just wonder where oh, it came no, no. from. Like, because they, they played it in the other records, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were arguments over it, because there were some uh, some vegetarian volunteers from the UK, and some other TC volunteers really liked the game, and they wanted to play it. Okay. But And this led to some disagreements to mm. say the least i would also say that even from just a game perspective i thought it was pretty rubbish because it was over in like 10 seconds it was some lady just yeah. got in there straight away grabbed it by the wing or something and picked it up and it was over i was like we spent like thirty thousand tanzanian shillings on that chicken yeah we did <laughs> we could have spent that did on it something get eaten else in the end uh maybe i'm not sure I feel if you have a chicken, if it's not a male one, it would be better to keep it for the eggs. So I doubt yeah, it was true, eaten. Because I remember it distinctly wasn't um, a cockerel. It was a female one. Oh, was it? So I think it survived, Joe. Have no fear. Well, let's just, let's just hope it's gone on to live a uh, happy, full life. That's one thing that you should know about uh, getting into the village. Chickens are everywhere. They are. Why did we have to buy one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess we didn't have the uh, the guts to go and catch one ourselves. Mm. We could have just ran after one, grabbed it, put it in the corner, and then it would have been ours. <laughs> but uh, what other games were trialled out at the action week? So there was... Was there a game of football in which we did not participate? I don't think so. Because I remember that they did a football match and a netball match at another action week, but I think it was another uh, week. second one. Yeah, right. and I think the third time round we joined in ourselves. No, I think we 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 joined in on the second one, and did then we? we didn't do it on the on the third one. Oh, okay. Because I remember we wanted to, like me and you wanted to, and. 
it led to some disagreements, which uh, I'm sure we'll go into. I do not remember disagreements. these disagreements, but anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Minor disagreements. What was the other thing I was going to say? There was an egg and spoon race, was there not? Um, yes, I guess so. I think. I, I there definitely know. was. There was also a... Was there a three-legged race or a sack race? I think a sack race, and people didn't particularly understand the rules, so I think people were just trying to <laughs> physically run with, like, a sack around their ankles instead of the uh, usual yeah. hopping action you get. <laughs> and we were also, we also, like, uh, I think at the start we'd, we had a, a moment to, like, talk about who we are and why we're here. Yeah what we were gonna do so that was what we organized how did the actual day go well i think we've touched upon it already the sack race wasn't played properly chaser chicken was a disturbing sight uh what else did we do again well one of the main things was uh we got a speaker system carted in for the day and this was you know what i can still hear that music in my head yeah it was appreciate the uh the loudness like the uh the engineering that goes behind pumping out that much noise but uh it was a bit too much wasn't it it was quite hard to escape uh you have to go a good half a mile to a mile away to be able to not feel it in your rib cage kind of vibrating around <laughs> but I would say, I think that was the biggest draw. After we had done all of our activities, I think we we set up a little stool and we introduced ourselves, our names. Mm. We had yeah, gone we through and done a little uh, phonetic kind of Swahili. Hello, my name's Alex. I'm ha happy to meet you. Etc. <laughs> we got kind yeah. of those awkward claps that you get from the community as they were listening in. And, yeah, <laughs> the music went throughout the day. I think with the sack race, that was, the music was just in the background. Same with the uh, egg and spoon race. I managed to get a slight pause for my business game, which, yeah, unfortunately wasn't run the way that I thought it was going to be. So, yeah, ended up being fairly underwhelming. And I feel the people that yeah. won cheated, right? They, they could well have done. <laughs> the, the, the little game was, when we were talking about this action day, it was supposed to get people excited for the, uh, the lessons we were mm. doing and yeah. teach their, well, no, give people uh, an idea of what they'd be learning about. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know, I was fairly vocal in saying, I don't think a sack race is going to teach you much about running a successful <laughs> business. Same with the, like, you know, egg and spoon race or having a dance. So I wanted to make some kind of... A bit like Monopoly is a sort of fun version of business. I wanted yeah. to make a quick, like, 20-minute session where people would be able to run, like, this virtual business. Virtual? Uh, imaginary business. Yeah. And based on their choices... Hypothetical. <laughs> yeah. And based on their choices, they would, like, you know make extra profit or lose profit so it was going to run mm. for 12 months 
and each month they would decide how much they want to invest in uh you know expanding their business yeah. in advertising in uh savings etc and so it was going to have like kind of four simple things that they could choose to either invest in or not and then based on that their business would make more or less profit at the end of the month but uh mm -hmm. yeah didn't go to plan yeah, I don't think anyone really knew what was going on Yeah. in that game. And I didn't really want to do it because I didn't want to bore people. And mm. as much as I don't think a sack race would teach you stuff, people did seem to be enjoying it, so I didn't want to really, like, disturb yeah. that. It was it was kind of like it was... It wasn't just to do with introducing people to the program. It was introducing them to us being here. Ah. Uh. And we wanted we wanted them to like us, obviously. Ah. Uh. Um. So. I don't know. I think it went well, all things considered. Yeah, I think people enjoyed it a lot, and then people I'm, had a big dance till quite late, like seven, eight o'clock. Yeah, which doesn't sound late, but it felt like it was. <laughs> Yeah, you've got to remember also that uh, Tanzania is pretty much on the equator, so it gets dark around 6 o'clock in the middle of summer and in the middle of winter. So, yeah, by 7 o'clock the sun was under the horizon. Mm. But I quite liked the dancing, although it was a little bit... Um, some of the dancing was a little bit provocative. You sound like such a dad when you say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. A lot of the, what's it called, the twerking. A lot of that kind of... <laughs> you sound like so much of like a vicar or something. <laughs> the thing I... I don't know. I think my, my I was having a massive headache from these speakers because they had been pumping out kind of... What was it? Was it like Swahili music or... I couldn't really hear like any lyrics at all. Sometimes it was Swahili songs and sometimes it was just that... that... Mm. I'm trying to... I can hear it now. It, it just sort of goes... That's probably not a great rendition but it... It was just something repetitive, like... Yeah, it was like scratchy, EDM so. turned up to, like, not 11, but 11,000. <laughs> but, yeah, just... Well, I was getting a headache, so I moved away and tried to find somewhere where I could get rid of my tinnitus, but, uh... Is this where we, we started going to the logs? <gasps> could this be the origin of the logs? I can't. You know we've what? talked about this, and we haven't even mentioned the logs. The logs. We we. I feel like we, this was in the first week as well. Like going back a little bit, there was a sort of a meeting type thing where like some of the elders and village officials came to like speak, um, speak at length mm. about some stuff like village issues. Well, I would say, yeah. I think we should go right back to the beginning. So as we drove okay. in, I'm looking at the yeah. uh, the map of Morogoro here. 
but uh, as we drove in, as you get into the village, you turn like a, a sharpish left-hand turn where there's a tree on the corner. You head into the village. On your left is where Gabby was living, and on your right was the school. Yeah. Slightly further along, you get to uh, Izzy's house. Yes. And on your right is the schoolhouse. And then the tiniest bit further along is a kind of clearing. And in this clearing, there's some big trees, but there's also a bunch of telegraph poles. So these are like pretty much just tree trunks, but they've been cut down top and bottom to make them like flat. And they were like pressure treated, so they had this turquoisey green colour to them. But these were stacked up in kind of two piles either side of this clearing. And then behind them was the village elders kind of hut where they'd do discussing various things. And and your homestay was just sort of... Behind that again. Behind, yeah. Hence why I got to use the uh, village elders toilet. These uh, telegraph poles, I don't think we paid too much attention to them on the first couple of days. But yeah, as Joe's saying, a few days in, in the first week, there was a village meeting. So everybody came out. And obviously, it was outside this, uh, uh, the village uh, master's huts. Right, yeah. So everybody, the whole village, this was like a few hundred people, probably? Mm. Between 100 yeah. and 200, were all in this area. So obviously, everybody sat on these telegraph poles. They were stacked up pretty high, like probably three metres high? Something like that, yeah. There were, there were some on either side, I believe. Yeah. And they were, how many would you say? There was at least a hundred of these tree trunk sized poles. Yeah. And this, this village meeting, was, it was going on a bit. I yeah. think it's fair to say. Um, and one could not be blamed for getting out their Grand Theft Auto <laughs> on their phone. <laughs> yeah. And giving that a whirl. One of the trees which was growing around the area gave you a bit of shade. So I think we had shoved ourselves out the back to uh, uh, yes. try to hide ourselves from this meeting. <laughs> but yeah, I had Grand Theft Auto downloaded on my phone. And uh, yeah, I had a little play of that. And I think some kids watched yes. over our shoulders. They were, they were enjoying it. They, they, they found the violence funny. Yeah, and so I decided to be a generous Mzungu. And uh, I let them have a go. So it's interesting seeing a, seeing a five-year-old child within maybe 20 seconds of getting this game working out how to beat a person to death. <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were laughing at that a lot. Like a group of them just sort of... <laughs> you could hear them like scheming what, what they were going to... Uh, wow, the memories. But yes, yeah, so these, the, this pile of telegraph poles outside my house, uh, it was away from people. You weren't really, you weren't standing like, if you stood there, no one would like really care. You were in the middle of kind of nothing. So eventually me and Joe in later weeks would, uh, after dinner, or was it before dinner? After it was before, because dinner was late. Yeah, like, like nine yeah eight or nine kind of thing 
but we'd often bedtime bedtime if, if you're in that sort of area uh-huh. where it's it's hot and dark but uh yeah before dinner well after finishing our our work for the day at the schoolhouse we'd often sit on these uh logs and uh talk for a while yeah and we conceived um we conceived a podcast or something didn't we yeah what 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 did we say it would be called it was like something to do with the the logs i believe it was going to be called logging on with uh oh yeah yeah we should do that we should we should actually we should actually do that shouldn't we this is a very good bit joe the listeners will be uh, enjoying this massively. But yeah, so uh, after the... That was a massive uh, detour, but after the... Oh, massive, yeah. After the action day, I think the next day, we had the village meeting where everybody sat on these logs, and which would go on to uh, be mine and Joe's kind of... Hangout spot. Yeah. We had the meeting there with the village, so yeah, that went on to do it. And Mm. I think that was about it. The next day was our first lesson, and so that will be covered. Yeah. That will be covered in the next uh, episode, where we'll talk about the first period in the uh, what would you call it? Like the area before phase review. Um. Probably had a name, didn't it? Like the first half or something. Yeah. So all of our teaching and various things that happened in the village at that time probably will be a long one. Swahili segment. So caribou, caribouni, everyone. Caribouni. Caribouni. Uh, today's word is a word that we have said a few times in this episode, and. I realise that people listening might not know what Mzungu means. So Mzungu is uh, what they call us, basically. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it means white person. Ah. Uh-huh. Some, something like that, anyway. Because uh, there was a bit of a discussion later on where we were trying to work out the exact definition. We were saying, is it is it any foreigner? Or is it just white people? And is it like... Or just like pale people, like would Japanese people be considered Mazungus? Or mm. so yeah, there was yeah. a bit of discussion about that. But we, well, at least I never found out the true, the true they nature. Would ref- they would refer to us as uh, Mzungu or Wasungu, which was the plural. Oh, but it, what... it wasn't. It wasn't in a bad way, was it? It wasn't like racism. It was just. It was just what we were called. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, uh, I'm trying to think of like a equivalent, but I don't think there is one in like English. No. Maybe I, just like calling a Scottish person uh, a Scot. Yeah, something like that, <laughs> or like jock or whatever. Yeah. It, it was it was used in jest and like genuinely friendly. So. Oh yeah, yeah, and it, um, kids will often like use it. They'll, like, if they see you, they'll go, I'm single. That was... <laughs> Which was always quite funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a word we heard a lot. Yeah. Yeah. 
So anyway, time I'm for... feeling quite bored. I want some boring facts. Do you want to do the theme tune? <laughs> this theme tune's probably changing ever so slightly every It's like Chinese episode. whispers or whatever. I'm so bored. It's Alex's boring fact. Right. So, uh, Pablo Picasso, you ever heard of him? I have heard of him. He's like a painter or something. Anyway. Yeah, interesting style. Do you... Do you want to know his full name? Um... Yes, I do, actually. Please his name tell me. is Pablo Picasso, but also known as Pablo Diego Jose Francisco de Paula Juan Nepomucino Maria de la Ramidos Cipriano de la Satisma Trinidad Ruiz y Picasso. Wow. I would be very impressed if you memorised that, because I'm quite sure that you had it written down somewhere. Uh, Google Pablo Picasso's full name. comes up straight away. Wow. Do you want to know some other facts about Pablo Picasso? Yes! Tell okay. me, please. Well, born in 1881 and died in 1973. So there you go. <clears throat> you know when he was around. Did you know that he's also instrumental in the reason why the... Uh, Mona Lisa is famous. Do tell. So the Mona Lisa, probably the most famous uh, picture in the whole world, painting kind of thing. Mm. Maybe even the most famous image. But up until, yeah. uh, edit point here. Mona Lisa. <laughs> uh, yes. Most famous image in the whole world, but up until uh, 1911, it wasn't yes. really well known. Oh. And it was only wow. in 1911 when an Italian uh, art student decided to steal it from the Louvre in Paris <laughs> that it actually became world-renowned. Uh, world so uh, uh, at the time, the Louvre were replacing the glass in front of pictures. Mm. And this art student was uh, hired to do this. And so, Italian, the Mona Lisa is painted by Leonardo da Vinci. Da Vinci. So, is Italian in nature. And this Italian student wanted to uh, reclaim it for Italy. So, while he was uh, framing up some portraits, he uh, walked into a toilet or something, stayed behind overnight, then took the Mona Lisa popped it out of its frame it's a uh, it's on like a piece of a uh, board on a piece of wood okay. uh yeah. put it under his uh artist's apron and just walked out the front door with it <laughs> and so it became a massive uh news story around the whole world that this had been stolen you know okay leonardo da vinci he's a pretty famous guy but you can tell it's not famous because the new york times printed a like a, a story on it, and they actually put the wrong image in because they didn't know what the uh, Mona Lisa looked like. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, for two years it was missing. Oh, thank you. Sorry, my sister just gave me some samosas. It's unacceptable, Joe. <laughs> Edit point. Yep, but uh, it was missing for two years, and in that two years, Pablo Picasso was actually <laughs> briefly arrested 
the suspicion that he had stolen it. Oh, and was it? Uh, well, as you can tell, it was uh, recovered. Uh, the guy took it with him to Italy two years later and tried to sell it to a gallery who was like, ah, oh, the Mona Lisa, that painting that was stolen. Uh, you wait here, I'll just go and see if I can uh, get some money. And then, yeah, guy was arrested, put back in the uh, Louvre and was like, you know, the most famous picture in the world now. Wow. Well, that was a nice, long, boring fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually have a little boring fact about paintings in okay. galleries. Did you know that in some places they have marbles underneath the frame, like between the wall and the frame? So if someone tries to steal the painting, they lift the frame, all the marbles fall out, and there's the noise is just so revealing. They'll just be. <laughs> There's just no way of hiding that you've done that. Is that actually true? That sounds like such a fake fact. Well, uh, it was on QI, and they never lie, do oh. they? <laughs> That's that is interesting, which means it has no place in boring facts. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> Damn it. Anyway, third section, uh, fifteen quid. Now, we talked beforehand, and you said that you were sure by the time it came up, you would uh, come up with one. So, yeah. Okay. Would you rather we get five episodes of this in a superb recording studio, everything is extremely high quality, or 15 quid? Uh... Do I get, like, free transport to this recording studio? Um, like, where is this recording studio? It's in... Um, it's in... Directly in between Manchester and... Um, wherever you live. Leamington Spa. Oh, probably 15 quid then. It's going to cost me more than £15 to get there. <laughs> in a on a train or driving or whatever so fair I... enough five episodes though of we'd, we'd we'd have like super good sound and everything i think it's 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 the content that people care about though the uh the quality is just uh just the cherry on top just not worth paying 15 quid for yeah. Now here's one for you though. <laughs> it is the middle of uh of phase review. In... Okay. No, it, it's two days after you came back from phase review, so you're back in Quadoli. Right. Would you rather have one succulent red apple or fifteen quid? You know, I didn't have any money, so I'm gonna say fifteen quid. But only if it's in shillings. No, it's it's fifteen quid sterling. <laughs> okay, can I give this to like Godfrey or someone when he goes out to? to Maybe, to but you've got to remember when he did that. You got to take that risk. <laughs> fifteen quid. You take the fifteen quid. Okay. I would take the fifteen quid per chance of, of getting some, getting some uh, Tanzanian money. 
because uh, the apple is gone in like a minute or two. Oh. And I'll be finishing that thinking, oh, now I have no money because I swapped it for 15 quid in this hypothetical scenario. Oh, okay. So I'm going to take the 15 quid. I think I would have gone with the apple just because even if I had 15 quid in shillings, I wouldn't be able to buy an apple. So, no, yeah. you wouldn't. Mm. They were a rare But I'm only saying that because I have no money after fees with you. Ah. Uh, I guess we'll be we'll talk about that <laughs> in a later episode. Mhm. Mm so, uh, yeah, that about brings us to the end of this episode. Yeah, thank you for joining us. You've got work in two minutes. Yeah, I have. Uh, but uh. I think Joe has an announcement for the future of the podcast. Um, I did, I do, 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 do I? What was it again? Remind me. Uh, that we were going to have a slight little break while uh, over the Christmas oh, right. period. Yes. So, yes. unfortunately, we won't be re-recording until about, when do you think, Joe? I, I don't know. But honestly, we don't actually have to do that because this has worked quite well and it gives me something to do. Okay. Something to do. Well, we'll see anyway. Okay. Well, I will have a difficult time editing that out. But uh, potentially, <laughs> if we go on, if you don't see us in your feed, that's uh, because of Joe. So you can send all the hate mail to him. Yeah, please, please don't egg my house. But uh, until then, it's a goodbye from me, and I'll let uh, Joe finish off the episode. Kwaheri tutanana. Badai. Badai. Badai.